Vaughn up in the arm barn. It just doesn't work, Ben. It's just it works. Just leave leave the language alone, please. All right, let's get out to the smart <laughs> rain in the arm barn. <laughs> smart rain special guest line, Jake and Ben. Uh, best of state winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with paid cellular hosting subscription. Visit smartrain.net or call 877-346-3333. Of course, he's BYU's own Mason Wake joining us here as he does every week on J. Jake Ben, what's going on, Mason? How are you? I'm doing good. Mason, how did the uh, Halloween costume go? How did the couple's Halloween costume go? Did it work out? It went pretty good. What did you wear, What did you dress as again? Can you remind us? So she was a cop and I was a prisoner. Oh, and it worked out. Where'd you guys end up? Yep. Where? Where did yeah? Where did you end up? Um. So we were gonna go out to this party up in Lehigh, but and but after the game we were a little too tired, and then Sunday night. Some of my friends decided to go to some other party, so we just kind of chilled. We took pictures and just chilled out. That doesn't sound horrible. No, that's a nice little yeah. uh, hol- holiday weekend. Yeah, that sounds good. Yep, it was nice. So what was it like being part of an arena football game? Huh? I mean, you, just, <laughs> you guys scored at will. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it was just it was just our breakout game, and we've been um, – we've had that mindset that we can do that almost every game, and um, – Virginia did a good job responding to us, and uh, yeah, it was just it felt like a video game. Like everyone was scoring left and right, and um, Tyler had a huge game, and, our, and we blocked pretty good, and um, the receivers did what they do. Um, yeah, it was just our breakout game. Are those games more fun, or are those games more difficult because there's so much action? Um, I think it's more fun for everybody, the fans included, and um, just knowing that we're scoring a lot. And sometimes it might suck for some defenses, but. Um, they, our defense, um, they came out in the second half and they stopped them. And they did what they had to do, and we just kept scoring. And um, we came together as a team at halftime and just decided that we were going to win the game, and we ended up doing it. All right, Mason, you mentioned the blocking. i gotta, I got to ask you about the receivers, because I've, I've watched enough football to know that when it comes to blocking, wide receivers go out there to pretend, right? I mean, they're like, oh, I'm kind of going through the motions, but no, you know, they're out there to, to catch the ball and look pretty and not, uh, not to block. But BYU's receivers are, are great blockers, and they've been that all year long. I guess, why? Yeah, I mean, um, in our offense, um, Coach Grimes instilled this in us, and he was just said, um, and we've carried over to this year is just you're a blocker first. No matter what position you are, you're a blocker first. And um, they take pride in that. And some of the receivers have done a really good job this year. And, um, Keanu Hill is, is a, a, a big um, reason why Tyler scored that one touchdown. And, and I mean, yeah, I mean, just the receivers, they take it seriously. They're not just out there just to run people off or to sit there and watch them. We're an offense that's physical and. Um, it starts with the O-line and branches out to receivers as well. What is the conversation at halftime when you've got a game like that that allows such a dramatic change? I mean, we, you know, we've all seen you know, sports movies where there's this great coach halftime speech that, that changes the direction. Is it like that, or is everyone just kind of getting together and gathering and saying, hey, we've got to tighten things up? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, Kalani comes in and he gives us a speech and just tells us what we need to do to get better and win the game. And um, a lot of it's just players coming together. And like it, it could be simply um, something just like playing music and we're all just rocking out and just um, singing together. And that just motivates us. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's different every week. But yeah, it's a combination of both of um, a speech and then um, 
just getting motivated just however we can. Um, um, Coach Roderick, our offense coordinator, he, he tells us each and every week to bring our own energy um, individually. And so I think we've done a good job that, of that the last few weeks, and um, we just got to keep going. Mason Wake is uh, with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, how, uh, you know, now that's all said and done, what do you make of the Bronco factor? Did it did it matter at all? Did you guys care? Was it was it a, a motivating thing? I, I mean, I think from Bronco's end, he really wanted to win that game. I think UVA really wanted to win that game, and you guys were the certainly the better team. But how did that factor in? Yeah, I mean, um, leading up to the game throughout the week, we didn't really talk about it much. I actually didn't even hear it while we were in the facilities um, about playing Bronco Mendenhall. But, yeah, I mean, you can just tell his team was motivated. Um, we jumped out to a 21-0 head start and then 28-7. to And they actually ended up being up at halftime. So, like, that's kind of a punch to the face. And, um, it was good on their part to, to fight and um, fight for their coach and just, come, just, just bring that lead back. And eventually they were ahead and um, – yeah, I mean, it just goes to show their heart and um, how Bronco men and all coaches, and they just never give up. And their offense was pretty good, and then um, our defense um, stopped them in the second half. Mason, my co-host Jake here has a vacation coming up Friday and Monday. Uh, and because he's looking forward to this vacation, he's really mailed it in this week, I've thought, working with him. You guys have a bye week coming up after this week. How do you not look ahead too far and just kind of mail in a week against Idaho State? Um. So a few people look at it differently, but I look at it as um, just empty the tank. And Coach Roger said this yesterday, just, you just got to empty the tank this week and give it all you got and respect our opponent because they, de- they, de- they deserve our respect for us to go out there and um, play our best. And um, then the reward is, if you win the game, the reward is an easier bye week. And if you lose, it's going to be a lot tougher for, as far as practices. But, I mean, that's a lot of motivation because we're at that point in the season where we all kind of want to buy a week right now, but um, yeah, I mean, we, we don't we don't want to look ahead, but we know what the reward is um, for next week. You have teammates that uh, are your teammates, but uh, are just mean. Is that is that a thing? <laughs> is that a shot at me? Is that, is that a thing with uh, with you guys down there at BYU? Just just teammates that are mean. What do you mean by that? Oh, I was just saying Ben insulted me in his last question, so I'm just saying he's he's really a uh, a mean teammate. But hey, as long as we're talking about teammates, uh, it seems like you guys have a good camaraderie, a good vibe going on there, uh, specifically as an offense. But uh, you guys get along? Yeah, I mean, uh, we love to do everything together, um, whether it's uh, in the facilities or just outside. We love um, just being together and doing things together. Um, just my best friends are on the football team and I love being around them and um, there's no one on the team that I don't like to be honest and that's just not me that's not me just saying that just to make it sound like that like I, I truly love everyone on the team and they're my brothers and I'll um, be friends with them for the rest of my life and I'm just glad I, I got to um, to build those relationships and um, they'll be there for a long time Mason who do you think sets that is that the head coach is that Kalani? Is that the culture of the program? Is that the individual position groups? What what allows that? Because my understanding, having covered the sport for a while, is that that's not the case in every locker room. Not you know, not every group gets together and and his friends are close. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it. It's it's different in a lot of ways, but I think the main stepping block for that is um, Coach Kalani and his his culture is love and learning, and um, he does team things um, in the off seasons during the week. 
um, before game day, just stuff to like make us laugh and just love each other and just sing along to like some songs. Um, like a few days before the game, some people get embarrassed, but um, yeah, I mean it's just just that fun um, atmosphere um, around the facility and on the football team. Just it makes it easier to love um, what you do and love your teammates. And um, as far as position groups, I'd say that the tight ends, uh, us tight ends, are the the most like the closest um, position group because of Coach Clark, um, our coach. He's is just so much fun, and he. We love each and uh, every one of us, and we just have a lot of fun together. So, Mason, this is going to be your last home game uh, of the season, right? You've got a bye week, and then you go on the road, you play at Georgia Southern, you play at USC. What does the last home game mean, especially this year after how strange last season was? Yeah, I mean, this last home game is just for the seniors pretty much. Um, To honor the seniors who aren't going to be here next year, um, it's all about them, and it's their day. But at the end of the day, we got to get that win. And uh, um, it's all fun and games, and it's, it's fun pregame and to honor them and to see them run out with their kids, some of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's 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 like a fun and a sad time of the year for um, to honor the seniors, but then to know that we won't have them next year. Um, but yeah, I love those dudes, and um, yeah, it'll be a fun weekend. You have a uh, Jazz Kings take, Jazz Kings tonight here at the arena. What do you think? Um, is it is it a home? Yeah, home game tonight. Man, I need to get to a game, but I haven't seen the Kings much this year. I'm 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 sure they're not too good. They just have Buddy Hill. I don't know. Is De'Aaron Fox still playing? Yeah. De'Aaron Fox is playing. He's playing poorly. But Harrison Barnes has been uh, maybe uh, the, the front runner for most improved player the the year so far this season. Yeah, I mean, I think the Jazz are going to win for sure. But yeah, it'll be a fun year. I'm super excited for the Jazz this year. It's going to be fun. Cannot wait. Let's get you down to a game. Be fun. Let's have them in studio. Yeah, that would be, really be great. Fun. Let's do it, Mason. Yeah. Let's set it up. We'll make it happen. Let's do it. Sweet. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks for jumping on with us as always. Uh, good luck, and we'll catch you next week. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's have a really smart NIL deal with some NBA owner who puts a college kid in uniform for a game. Hmm? Remember when Ahmad Rashad dressed for like a 76ers game one time? <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, no, I, I think don't he was in that. uniform for a preseason game. Uh, you know, and, and Ahmad was. A world-class athlete. You know, he was one of the greatest college football players of all time. But, uh, yeah, he ended up in uniform. He actually hit a three. They drew up a play for him, and he hit a three in the corner of an actual NBA game. So that? some guys can really play. Let's get Mason Wake on an NIL deal where he can come I in. like it. Oh, that, we, can, we, can get him, we can get him in the building. At least get him in the building. Yeah, we can get him in the building, get him in studio. We could do that. Absolutely. Mason Wake. He's a big jazz fan. He is a big jazz. I like yeah. that. It's been a fun part of the the, the conversation because we get to ask him. Get us. We've we've gotten a couple of spicy jazz takes. He yeah, had a, he had a good Rudy Gobert take right out of it. Well, I don't know if I agreed with it, but uh, he brought it strong. So there you go. He's a he's a big jazz fan. Jake, I don't actually think you're mailing it in. I think you're a professional at work every day. Well, I am mailing it in. So I was just more mad that you drew attention <laughs> that I to it. it out. <laughs> I do have a couple of days off coming up. Dang, that's and, exciting. Uh, You've earned them. And you're going to, you know, uh, uh, prop up the show for a couple of days. We're only two weeks in and I'm taking a vacation. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, already, I'm hard on people. I'm already leaning on you, dude. Yeah. So right. there you go. Take Mar- advantage. And you're doing a jazz game for me. So <laughs> we could weekend for Ben. <laughs> oh, I'm already uh, yeah, taking advantage of my co-host. So I uh, appreciate that. Can you that. travel back with some of the things that you're going to? Uh, oh, yeah. Can you travel back with stuff? I don't oh. know if it's. 
Wait, we, we probably should fill people in. Yeah, it's going to make on, it sound what I'm le- talking about here because illegal. I'm not like like smuggling drugs. Yeah, you're going to uh, Colombia. Can you bring <laughs> stuff back for me? I'm going. Uh, I want one of Pablo Escobar's hippopotamuses. Yeah, my wife and I are going to the Napa Valley. Sure. Um, and uh, that's why back some grapes. That's wine country, Ben. Yeah. And I don't think you're supposed to bring back. I don't know wine. if you can put anything on a plane. I don't think that's legal. Yeah. It it has nothing to do with the plane. It has everything to do with taxes. <laughs> Correct. So, As you've learned, but in life. I mean, with safety. Well, we're not not going to okay. bring some back. Okay. That sounds like a deal. Well, now I'm just going to be met by the cops at the <laughs> at the airport or something like that. Thanks a lot, Ben. Mason's great. I'm gonna get a sm- I'm gonna get a bootlegging ticket. Thanks to yep. Ben and and talking about this on the air. Mason's but. a pro. Mason knows how to talk. You know, he, he knows he how to uh, talk the game. He knows how to protect his teammates. Because the defense wasn't good enough. Now, they're not going to lose to Idaho State. They're not going to lose to no. Georgia Southern. If they don't come out and play reasonably well, they could lose to USC. They can't mail it in just because Drake London's not on the team anymore. But uh, I don't think senior night is going to be enough for USC to come out and play hard that final game of the season. I think they might be able to mail it in and still get that win. Yeah. I mean, they're a lot better than USC. USC is mailing Which it is, in. Which is, isn't that crazy? That it's fair to say, we just could not have said this a lot, especially since Pete Carroll took over at USC. Before that, they had their, their rough years. But Utah and BYU are both legitimately better than USC right now. And you just do not get to say that. And it's not particularly close. Now, I don't, I'm not going to say they're better programs. Right. But they're certainly better teams right now. Well, I, I told you about the argument I got into with uh, with my buddy about uh, who is the better team, USC or Oregon State. He's like, but USC has all this talent. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but the Beavs are playing hard. <laughs> Football is a really hard game. I want to ask Quinn Snyder about this because I'm going okay. to shoot, I'm gonna go to pregame today. Uh, I'm going to go to shoot around. I haven't always been able to go so far this week because we, or, or this season because we've been busy doing this and they've been on the road a lot. But I want to ask this to Quinn Snyder, and I'm curious your thoughts on it. Okay. There's a difference between being a good team and a very talented team and a team who knows how to win games. And I think that's what we've learned maybe about this Jazz team. And we'll watch it tonight. And I actually think the best example of it so far this season was their win on the road in Sacramento. They seem to know how to win games that they didn't know how to win previously. And you can look around the NBA. Look at the Charlotte Hornets last night. They lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh I think it was the second night of a back-to-back. They're way better than Cleveland. And Cleveland's okay this year, but Charlotte's way better than Cleveland. But they don't know how to win a game on the second night of a back-to-back because young players don't know how to kind of balance out that approach to two days, how to be a pro, how to win those games, what the expectation is, how to adjust to giving up an 8-0 run in the fourth quarter and not having everything collapse. Having been through it and failed at it so many times, you learn how to do it the right way. The Jazz were in trouble in Sacramento in a game that was the Kings' home opener, but because the Jazz have lost games to the Clippers in the playoffs or lost game one to Memphis or been eliminated by the Rockets and the Warriors, they've learned how to win those types of games. And I'm curious what Quinn Snyder would say about that and if he would acknowledge it because he doesn't always acknowledge those things. If he would acknowledge that, yes, this Jazz team is still very talented like they were last year, but they know more about winning than they yeah. have in the past. So normally I don't like these like uh, undefinable things like sure. learn how to win games because yep. uh, a lot of times they just slip into cliches and people try to make points that are impossible to prove or whatever. But what you're saying, there is something really significantly to this. And there's so many different examples out there, but you look at a team like the, the 2008 Utah team that where Brian Johnson, yes. when it came to two games, and came down to that game against Oregon State and that game against TCU that took basically impossible comeback drives 
for the Utes to hang on to the perfect season and win. Everybody remembers Alabama where they just decimated them. Correct. Against Oregon State, they had to tape it together to get a win. Correct. They didn't play the perfect game. They didn't play their best game or even close. But when it came right down to it, Brian Johnson had this thing, this switch where he knew how to win and what it, but that's what it needed. So there's, there's absolutely something to what you're talking about. And there's examples of it all across local sports. We could, we could pick it out. Gary Anderson, or no, 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 uh, Matt Wells, when it turned for him with Jordan Love at Utah State, they lost all these crazy close games. And we'd have to talk to Scotty. I think it was a game in Hawaii where they somehow figured out a way to come back and win this impossible game. And then they just off to the races and took off because they figured out exactly to do exactly what you're talking about and how to win games. And that's very common in senior quarterbacks. I, I think we've seen that quite a bit. And I think Tyler Huntley did the same thing, where he got to a senior season and knew how to lose games before. And then you get to kind of that final year. And, you know, they beat USC before that, uh, Tyler Huntley did. And you, you kind of saw the light flicker a little bit of yeah. like, hey, this kid's going to figure out a two-minute drive to win a game. And then by his senior season, they were certainly capable of doing it. A- and they were winning all of those games that they needed to with incredible throws and when to make the big throw and when to gamble. I think you do learn that. And I do think that is one of the values of keeping a team together like the Jazz have, where they've got all this chemistry, where they know late in the game, hey, I know what Mike can do. I know what Royce can do. I know what Donovan can't do or what Rudy can't do. And we're not going to put ourselves in situations to fail. And we're going to keep ourselves in situations to succeed. And you're right. I think that can sound very cliche. So I'm curious what a coach like Quinn Snyder would say about it. All right. You want to set up this keyword for Jazz tickets? We've got Jay Hill coming up next, head coach at Weber State. Here's my idea. Okay. Okay. And it's not a word per se. Okay. It's a sound. What? All right. <laughs> if Jay Hill says rush, now now here's where the sound no, comes Here's in. the nice thing. Rush is a word. Rush is a word. It's not onomatopoeic. But it's actually I, I want to count the name Rashid Shahid in this. Okay. If he says rush, like rush the ball, rush the band, Rashid yeah. Shahid. Yeah. Be the 12th caller as soon as he says one of those words. Because Rashid is, of course, spelled R-A-S-H, not R-U-S-H. But I want it to count. Okay. So as long as he says those four letters, or at least that sound of those four letters. Rush. Be the 12th caller. Yeah, I'm going to ask him about running the ball in the very first play. And if he doesn't answer, I'm going to ask about Rush Limbaugh. I'm going to coax it out. (laughs) See, that's what makes this game fun, Ben. (laughs) It's because hey, we've played this game before where we get down to the last like two or three questions of the interview and all of a sudden we are asking like, well, name a band with a good drummer. Canadian. Uh, coach. Yeah, preferably from Canada. I can't remember what do you Neil Peart play for. <laughs> so Jay Hill is uh, is going to come, uh, is going to join the show coming up next. So stay tuned for that. But let's get out uh, to the zone phone. Joining us now, uh, he is Trevor from Udo with us here on Jake and Ben on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What's going on, Trevor? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having us. Hey, no, thanks for jumping on with us. You are the Chief Revenue Officer. So we've, we've got a big deal on the horn here, Ben. Uh, no, you know, I feel I'm a little nervous, actually. Well, I'm, I'm the sales guy around here. Hey, Trevor, I, I think like a lot of people, especially my age, I'm kind of you know getting to the point where I'm going to be middle-aged here soon very often, and, and I haven't had to go see doctors a lot in my life, thankfully, but I'm getting to that point where it's going to be something I need to do more regularly, but I want to do it more easily. Isn't that kind of the whole idea behind Udo? It is. I mean, Udo is really, it, it's a video-based mobile application where uh, you, you could interact seamlessly with your medical provider or your dental provider um, in a secure, HIPAA-compliant way. 
and that's a big deal, right? HIPAA, HIPAA compliance. Want folks to know out there that you guys. I mean, this is this safe is and secure. Safe and secure way to go. Exactly. I mean, when you're when you're sharing your personal medical information, or or your provider uh, is sharing that information with other providers, um, we go to great lengths to make sure that that information is secure and HIPAA compliant to protect the personal health information of the patient. But Trevor, it's also designed to kind of, you know, link everybody together. So it's not just kind of these one-off visits, these one-off doctor visits here and there randomly. It really is trying to make sure we have kind of this this full 360-degree perspective of, of what our healthcare situation looks like. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. The true power of UDO is the collaboration functionality. So as you're going through any type of a medical experience, uh, you can not only communicate and collaborate with your provider, um, but you can also include your family members into the conversation. So it, it does link up all parties um, in kind of a virtual ecosystem type format. Well, Trevor, thank you for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. Encourage uh, our listeners check out uh, to find more information, udo.com. We appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Trevor. All right. That's uh, Trevor from Udo. Coming up next, Jay Hill is going to join the show. And remember, when you hear the word rush or Rashid, be the 12th caller, 855-340-ZONE. Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.